Welcome back, Creatures of the Night, to episode 25 of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. I am your host, Stephen Zeman, and as always, I'm going to take you through another episode of Undertaker Memories, Merchandise, and More. And as we do each and every week, we just start the uh, podcast off with just a little bit of promotion. Uh, hope everybody out there is enjoying what I am putting out there each and every week. And if you are, please leave me a five-star review wherever you get this podcast. So wherever you are subscribed on your preferred podcast platform, I would really appreciate the five-star review and also to hit that subscribe button so that you get all these new episodes right to your podcast uh, subscription each and every week, free to download and free to enjoy. So whether you get uh, you, whether you get me on Google, Apple, Spotify, or anything else in between, I hope that you have hit that subscribe button, that uh, you have sent in a five-star review, and that you have spread the word to the creatures of the night around the country and around the world so that this podcast can continue to grow much like The Undertaker's legacy reaching every corner of the globe. And with that said, I uh, also want to promote my YouTube channel. There you'll find all my special unboxings, my watch-alongs, and my uh, toy hunts. Hopefully I can find some um, good like toy hunt um, material in the next coming days or so. I do have a three-day weekend off from work. So it gives me plenty of time to hit up the stores to see what's out there and hopefully find some good material for you guys. See what's uh, happening around Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, but uh, a fun little watch along is in the works as I team up again with Randy Turco as we take a look at Undertaker's next uh, tag team championship victory and um, on September 7th, 1999 episode of SmackDown as The Undertaker and Big Show battle the Rock and Sock connection in a Buried Alive match. And what is so fitting and so fun about that watch along we have planned is we are planning to do it on the anniversary of the match itself. So that's something to look forward to and uh, hopefully all of my listeners and subscribers uh, really enjoy the watch-alongs that I put out there. Hopefully to do one at least once a week. And hopefully you are enjoying listening to me um, and my guests talk about the matches and give a commentary as well. And uh, another watch-along I hope to uh, have in the works is one with Canaanite 10 from Instagram. We are uh, planning to do a watch-along of WrestleMania 14, The Undertaker versus Kane, the first encounter, brother against brother. I think that uh, the announcement of the Ultimate Editions of Undertaker and Kane um, coinciding with this uh, watch along, you know, having the pre orders available now from Ringside and uh, Wrestling Collector Shop, you know, it's getting the, uh, the FOMO ready for uh, getting your pre-orders in there for your Ultimate Edition Undertaker and Kane. And hopefully me and Kane and I 10 can plan that watch-along out 
uh, because that is definitely one that I am looking forward to. And uh, with all of the promotions out of the way, you know, you you know to follow me on Twitter at Collect Up Dead, to follow me on Instagram at Collecting Dead Man. You know to hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel, to hit that subscribe button for the podcast platform so you can get my episodes each and every week. You know the drill. You know all the promotions that I, I do here each and every week. So let's jump right into Tales from the Grave and get episode 25 started off. Tales from the Grave. And as I like to do here each and every week in Tales from the Grave is just talk about a favorite Undertaker memory, the figure history concerning that memory, a favorite figure hunting memory, and we wrap it all up with any Undertaker news or any Undertaker figure or action figure news in general. And today I wanted to take a look at my memories of seeing the Undertaker transition out of the dark dead man character and into the American Badass. Now what made me think about my memories about this time is a couple weeks ago in my watch along of SummerSlam 1999 with Randy Turco he actually brought it up about how he saw Undertaker transitioning out of the darkness here and showing a different side to the character. Of course you know about a month and a half later Undertaker leaves to um, because of an injury so he has to rehab and he of course we don't see him return until Judgment Day in May of 2000 where he's a totally brand new uh, side to this character and that really made me think like was I really paying attention to this transition happening when I was a kid Um, you know looking back at it now you can see the transition um, slowly uh, take its place uh, especially when he gets talking more and more on the microphone when he's with Big Show and Paul Bearer when he's broken out of the ministry and the corporate ministry uh, you see that different side of Undertaker but what I vividly remember as a kid is wanting a specific action figure from Jax and that is the Raw Heat Smackdown figure and I don't know why I wanted this figure so much other than you know I was a huge Undertaker fan and I wanted Undertaker figures and all that but what made this Raw Heat Smackdown series figure so unique is that it was the first one to depict uh, Undertaker in street clothes it depicted the Undertaker in street clothes with a removable bandana and it just, I remember thinking how odd it looked compared to the other Undertaker figures that were available at the time. You know, his double slams with Kane and Mankind, his other Titantron live figures, and how it compared to the other figures I had of him, especially like the BCA figures and the earlier Titantrons around this time. You know, it wasn't in an Undertaker style outfit. It didn't have any Undertaker logos on the figure. He had a WWF 
like cut off baseball jersey, black jeans, um, and just had the Undertaker's head sculpt. But it was just, it was like depicting the Undertaker backstage, like when he was, and and also on commentary, you know, like when he was, couldn't fight as well during this time because of his injury, he would usually appear on the show in street clothes. And I remember, you know, that's just starting the transition out of the darkness, out of this uh, Undertaker character we knew so well, and more into, you know, you're getting a different side of him now. So when he comes back as the American badass, to those of us who are paying attention, of course, you know, I'm like seven at the time, so I'm not really paying attention to that the transition in general. But wrestling fans who are older at that time and paying more attention when he comes back as that new persona of the character, it's almost like they were expecting sort of a change. Because I saw that change as a kid happening with The Undertaker. He was becoming more vocal. He was becoming more laid back in his style of clothing. And even in an episode of SmackDown, a five-man Royal Rumble Battle Royal, Undertaker competes last in the match, and he wins the match in street clothes. He's wearing a bandana, black t-shirt, black jeans. He wins the match. He wins the match in street clothes. And I think that's almost like what this Jax figure is depicting here. And I just remember me as a kid, and this is... You know, it goes to my figure hunting memory as well. My dad and I, on his day off, went to Target, and they had the figure there. And I was just so excited just to find this figure because I loved how different it looked. It was a different style Undertaker figure, and because of that, you know, it just made me so excited to get it. And I remember how so excited I was, I couldn't wait to get home and call my mom at work for some reason to tell her that I found this figure with dad. It's like, and I was such a kid who loved Undertaker, who just, you know, whenever I got something new, I had to tell everybody I knew about it for some reason. But that's how that transition out of the character was like, it was like helping the kids understand, like, this is still Undertaker, but he's transitioning to a different character here. You get a removable bandana, you know, you get the WWF style street clothes, and you know, the next figure is actually like the SmackDown Champions series, where Undertaker is again in street clothes. He has a TX style t-shirt, jeans, and he comes with a microphone and a championship belt. And then the next figure is the Real Scan Ministry. And then after that, it's the American Badass. It's the Hall of Hall of Pain. Um, House of Pain, I mean, not Hall of Pain. That's uh, Mark Henry's slogan. The House of Pain Smackdown uh, series, which is the debut of the Badass figures. And um, so it's almost like not only was the character transitioning at this time, Jax was making sure that their figures were transitioning the character along with him. And, you know, it's just a fun thing to think about, you know, when you're older and you're watching the Laws and Smackdowns back, and you can actually see it taking place. You know, you think back to 
What were you thinking as a kid when this was going on? And you think about the action figures. You're thinking about how the action figures did a drastic change depicting The Undertaker, but it's also showing you, you know, the characters changing on TV as well. You know, you may not realize it, but we're going to show you it in action figure form, you know, to help uh, show you, you know, this is still The Undertaker, but it's just a different side of him. And um, lots of figure news this week, especially uh, in terms of pre-orders. Ringside has finally put up Ultimate Edition Series 11 Undertaker and Kane up for pre-order. Put up the same day as Wrestling Collector Shop. Um, not that much different in price. One has it for 35 one has it for 37 Of course, I will always choose Ringside because uh, Ringside usually gets their stuff faster. Ringside, I've been a loyal customer for Ringside for about 15 years, maybe even more. And uh, I always trust them in pre-orders. I heard good things about Wrestling Collector Shop. They ship with bubble wrap, they ship with care and everything like that. So uh, may you order a couple from Ringside, a couple from Wrestling Collector Shop, you know, see how each one comes. Uh, but if push comes to shove, you know, you always gotta choose Ringside. They are the, the juggernaut in the business, as I say. Uh, they also put up the Championship Showdown 2-pack, Series 7. Uh, of course, I know in Series 8, we're getting Undertaker and Bret Hart. So hopefully those come up for pre-order soon as well. Uh, Elite Series 90 and Basic 125. So lots of pre-orders up there on ringside. So if any of that strikes your fancy, uh, I know... My order for Ultimate Edition Series 11 Undertaker is already in. I can't wait to, uh, they say early November. Hopefully it's sooner. Hopefully it's around October. I would love a, uh, a birthday release of that figure because that would be a great birthday present if I do say so myself. But yeah, no Undertaker news. Uh, pretty quiet on the Undertaker front this week. So, um, I know a lot of memes and a lot of people posting that Vince will be calling him back because of all the returns happening over there on AEW. You know, we're getting CM Punk already. You know, there's talk of uh, Daniel Bryan going over there. Maybe Adam Cole. And they say Vince is going to call up Undertaker any day now to get ratings and people back. Um, I can only hope. I think that, uh, you know, I think that would be great to see Undertaker back, but uh, we'll see. But if I hear anything through the grapevine, uh, my fellow creatures of the night, you'll be first to know uh, on uh, any upcoming episode. Uh, but that is it. That's all I have for Tales from the Grave. Let's get into weekly purchases as we dig up Dead Man. And Creatures of the Night, we have a large week of weekly purchases. Thanks to Blade underscore 517 on Instagram. Um, just f found him through uh, 
Facebook. I bought from him from Facebook uh, about a year ago. I found him on Instagram uh, by way of uh, Canaanite10. Bought some stuff from him, uh, you know, threw him my way. We reconnected on there. And I bought a large collection of Undertaker items from him. So much that it had to be split into two boxes. So I got the first box this week. And the uh, second box should be coming in the next day or so. Uh, which will probably be for next week's weekly purchases. I don't want to spoil everything in one episode. So I'll just talk about the uh, box I received today actually. So large lot of Undertaker items and goodies. As you have seen me tease on my social media, um, I gave you just a glimpse of uh, what came in the box and I will read off uh, what I received in box number one. I uh, got the Bump and Bash motorcycle, um, the Ringleader collection, the Shab Zone exclusive. That was a good one to find. I never thought I would find that one, but uh, lo and behold, uh, Blade underscore 517 on Instagram had it. An Undertaker model kit, uh, which I remember having as a kid. It was so fun to put together. It's just uh, snap-on pieces. He comes with like a, a cemetery uh, base with his uh, nameplate. So glad to have that back in my collection. Uh, no Way Out, um, Titantron Live pay-per-view series. WrestleMania 2000, a double slam collection of Undertaker and Kane and Undertaker and Mankind. Uh, Jack's Ruthless Aggression Off the Ropes, uh, Undertaker's only Off the Ropes appearance in the series. Uh, another one I thought I would never be able to find, but uh, luckily he had it, and I was so glad to add that to my collection as well. The Match Enders Undertaker, which is stylized in like the Final Count type of Undertaker with like the flowing hair. And speaking of Final Count, I got Final Count Series 1 Undertaker Last Ride with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Stone Cold Steve Austin Stone Cold Stunner with The Undertaker Final Count Series with Undertaker and Bradshaw doing The Last Ride and The uh, Clothesline from Hell. Stunt Action Superstars, the uh, uh, Buried Alive special from a few weeks back. Uh, I told you uh, in that episode I did not have it yet in my collection, but it will probably be making itself into my collection sooner rather than later, and I didn't think it would be this soon. But Stun Action Superstars, the awful Undertaker figure that does the tombstone for some reason instead of any other taunt or motion, uh, the one that doesn't even stand properly. The ones that legs just continue to be bent in a certain direction. That figure is now in my collection. Famous Scenes, Undertaker and Mankind, and Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Two Titan Tron Live Survivor Series box sets. One is the four pack of Series 1 of Stone Cold, Rock, Kane, and The Undertaker. And the other one is a three-pack of The Undertaker, Stone Cold, and Road Dog, 
which is very random, if I do say so myself. Uh, Undertaker and Stone Cold is alright, but to throw Road Dog in there, that's a, a random choice. Even for Jax. And finally, one box set that I was searching so long for, the Texas Rattlesnake versus the Brothers of Destruction. Uh, a great Jax miniature box set um, of the Titantron Live Kane, Undertaker, and Austin. Uh, probably one of my favorite versions of um, Kane. It's like a repainted um, Series 7 Kane in his Brothers of Destruction tank top colors and everything. And a, a great version of The Undertaker with removable bandana and uh, ready for action with his uh, wrestling gear and everything. And of course you get Austin because this is height of um, Austin popularity, 99, 2000, 2001. Of course you're going to get Austin in a box set. Um, but that is a great haul for this week's purchases. Thank you again, Blade underscore 517 on Instagram. Uh, great deals, great seller, great guy to communicate with. If you're looking for anything for your wrestling collection, especially the Jax era, uh, especially this um, Attitude era BCA Titantron live collection, hit up Blade underscore 517 on Instagram uh, great deals great guy fast shipping he's fair honest and I can't say enough good things about him if you're looking for anything for your collection especially the Jacks era uh, hit him up and tell him collecting dead man sent you I'm sure that uh, he may give you even better deal than his prices already are so um, can't wait to talk about the next box on next week's episode so make sure to stay tuned because just as much good stuff is in box two as you heard in box one and so um, as we move on to takers mark we start up a brand new season as we march to another pay-per-view and this time we're taking it to the extreme Take her to the extreme. Taker's Mark. Yes, you heard that right, Creatures of the Night. We are Taker to the Extreme as we march on towards Extreme Rules, which will be presented by WWE on September 26, 2021. So it gives me four weeks to present my four favorite Extreme Undertaker matches. Now, I'm going to be deciding through SmackDown, Raws, and pay-per-views. And the first one I'm going to be talking about today is kind of a sleeper match. It's a match that not a lot of people may have seen in a long time. Uh, it's a match that not a lot of people may have even known existed. But it is Undertaker and Kane, the Brothers of Destruction, versus Rikishi and Haku in a first blood match 
happening on SmackDown Extreme on February 1st, 2001. So 20 years ago, uh, Undertaker and Kane defeated Rikishi and Haku in a first blood match. And it's a match I always remember. Um, For some reason or another, it just sticks in my brain, probably because I'm a fan of gimmick matches and especially first blood matches. I find them, you know, they're exciting at times, especially when they have to do with The Undertaker because, you know, he pulls out all the stops. He uses the weapons to his full advantage. Um, You know, one of my favorite first blood matches is Undertaker versus Stone Cold at Fully Loaded 1999. And this match with Undertaker and Kane versus Rikishi and Haku, it's great back and forth action. I just we uh, rewatched it again today in preparation for the podcast, and I really couldn't take my eyes off the match. Uh, and you can see the crowd is super into it, and it just goes to show you, badass Undertaker is super over with the fans. They are loving everything he's doing in this match. They, you know, it's even from the beginning. It's a huge pop for the Brothers of Destruction in their entrance. And every time they are getting offense on Rikishi and Haku, the crowd is going nuts for it. You know, it's back and forth action. Undertaker is fighting Haku. Undertaker goes and fights Rikishi. You know, it's good tag team. Um, You know, they switch dance partners all the time through the match. And Undertaker hits Haku with a... A stiff-ass chair shot makes him bust open like a stuffed pig, as Jaya would say. And um, it takes a while for the referee to notice Haku is bleeding. Uh, but Undertaker then assists Kane in using the steel steps against Rikishi. Rikishi gets busted open. Undertaker throws Haku in the ring. The referee sees it, signals for the bell. Undertaker and Kane win the match. And it's just, it's just fun. You know, I love fun matches. And during the Attitude Era here, you know, even though we're at the tail end of the Attitude Era, it's still fun matches. And people really tend to sleep on some of these Raw and SmackDown matches. You know, they don't think of them as often as they think of pay-per-view matches. So that's why I like to go back and see some of these Raw and SmackDown matches, you know, give them new light, you know, let them know it's, those are great matches out there to rewatch, And especially, you know, you see Undertaker, even later on, he has great matches on SmackDown with Lesnar, with John Cena, with Jeff Hardy, with CM Punk, with Edge. With so many, and with Batista, you know, the names just come into your mind. He has so many great matches on SmackDown and on Raw with so many superstars. But a lot of people don't think of that because they just think of pay-per-view matches. They just think of, you know, WrestleMania, stuff like that. So that's why I like to, you know, sometimes just go back, go through some Raw and SmackDown, see what kind of matches uh, stick out. And that's why these pay-per-view seasons where I highlight uh, my favorite matches of you know tying them into the pay-per-view coming up that I try to 
give new light to matches that are usually slept on or not a lot of people have watched or seen. And that's why I really wanted to talk about this first blood match. Because Rikishi, Haku, uh, Undertaker, and Kane put on a great performance. They're the second to last match on the card. And who doesn't love a good first blood match? Who doesn't love a good, a good gimmick match? It's, you know, it's everything you need in a, in a good wrestling match. Good use of weapons, back and forth action. You literally won't get bored. I thought, you know, I would just have that in the background and just glint, uh, glance at it every now and then. I couldn't take my eyes away from it. It was fun. It was exciting. The crowd back then was super into it. And today, I know everybody listening will be super into it as well. So, fire up Peacock, SmackDown, uh, February 1st, 2001, SmackDown Extreme, where The Undertaker and Kane defeat Haku and Rikishi in a first blood match. And you will not be disappointed. And next week uh, is another, a little bit of a hint, is another SmackDown match, but it comes a few years later. Undertaker visits an old foe in um, an Extreme Rules match. And I'm sure um, that'd be a f- another fun one to revisit. And um, really looking forward to that one as well. I haven't seen that match in a while. But when I can remember it, it was really good. And um, can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. But before we get into next week's episode... Let's get into Buried Alive and see which uh, Undertaker merchandise item has the dubious honor of being dragged to hell and buried alive. you know I love the Buried Alive segment here on the podcast. That's where I just take a weird or what the F item of The Undertaker. It could be anything. Any type of merchandise, whether it be a shirt, an action figure, or anything in between, and say, what were they thinking when they made this? And why it probably will end up in my collection sooner rather than later. And this week... While browsing the wrestling figure database and having my checklist up to date, I came across Treacherous Trios Series 10 from Jack Specific. It is The Big Show, Undertaker, and Great Kali. Now normally you would think, wow, this is such a great pack because these three guys were in such a, a, uh, a hard-hitting feud in like 2007 to 2008, you know, Big Show, Undertaker, Kali, all fighting against each other. Big Show even being on the side of Kali at times, going against The Undertaker. But what really stood out to me is that this is at the tail end of Jax's run. So I would say 2008, uh, late 2008, early 09, I would say this was released. And... It's all three figures in all black outfits. Big Show in his classic black singlet. 
Great Khali in his black pants, Undertaker in a black singlet and black tights, with absolutely no deco on any of the figures. Besides the Undertaker's tattoos on his arms, there are no deco on his tights. There seems to be no deco anywhere on Big Show or on Great Collie. Now, Great Collie and Undertaker do have their updated head scans in this set. Um, but one thing I noticed is that Undertaker has different skin tone on his arms as opposed to his chest. So it looks like his his arms are like more of a peach color and his chest is more of like, you know, a skin tone. So it almost looks like like it may to the untrained eye that doesn't know Jax's um plastic colorations. It looks like it's sun damaged. But yeah, it looks like Jax was using like cheap plastic near the end. This may even be late two thousand nine that the arms look like a different tone than the rest of the body. And of course, it's like no deco, all black outfits. That's so Jax. You know, that term is thrown around, but yeah, that's so Jax. So unfortunately, even though Treacherous Trio Series 10 will eventually be entered in my collection, because it has to be, this week it has the honor of being dragged down to hell and being buried alive as it joins so many other Jacks cohorts as we have talked about in the past 24 weeks on the podcast. On the 25th week, Treacherous Trio Series 10 is added to the ash heap. And that is it, my friends, my creatures of the night. Episode 25 is in the books. Uh, be sure to join us here next week. Same Taker time, same Taker channel. As we uh, go into episode 26. I uh, give you my next uh, Taker to the Extreme match. I'll be talking about the next box I receive from Blade underscore 517 on Instagram. And, you know, we'll see what Undertaker memories and figure hunting memories have entered into my brain in the uh, the following week but until then creatures of the night follow me on instagram at collecting dead man follow me on twitter at collect up dead be sure to subscribe to my youtube channel and subscribe to this podcast and leave me a five star review i hope you enjoy what i put out there each and every week i sure enjoy talking everything taker and um until next week keep on rolling baby I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Collecting Dead Man. Please continue to subscribe and leave us a five-star review where you can. Follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. Check out my Linktree page so you can find the links to all my merchandise stores, where you can find wherever this podcast is available, and where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the like button and subscribe there as well. Please continue to support this podcast in any way you can. And until next week, Creatures of the Night, keep on rolling.